This is Rich Jones, host of Jacksonville's Morning News. Heard weekdays from 5 to 9 a.m. on News 104.5 WOKV. Thanks for listening to our Jacksonville's Morning News podcast. If you haven't yet, subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and the Mark K Show. Don't forget, head to iTunes or Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. I'm Jimmy Dupree in Washington. President Trump wasted no time today in starting to campaign for the November elections in Florida, taking to Twitter first thing this morning to praise the GOP candidate for Governor Ron DeSantis and blasting his Democratic opponent Andrew Gillum, labeling Gillum a quote failed socialist mayor. Look for the president to be very involved in the Florida races for both governor and U.S. Senate in the weeks ahead. And Gillum's campaign message to the state now turning toward the general. Those of us who voted for me, those who did not vote at all, all those who couldn't vote for me because they may be Republicans. But you want to know something? I want to be their governor too. Right? I want to be their governor too. At 8.40, in-depth team coverage continues on You Decide 2018. I'm Rich Jones, joined live by WOKV political analyst Rick Mullaney with the JU Public Policy Institute. And obviously the upset of uh, uh, Gillum over Gwen Graham is one of the key stories, but already the president inserting himself into this race and Ron DeSantis also doing his best part to begin to paint uh, Andrew Gilliam, uh, Gillum, rather, for the Republican base to kind of turn out. Are you seeing that the signs are going to be there for a pretty bitter gubernatorial race? Oh, I expect this to be fiercely fought. Uh, you have a one of the most stark contrasts of two gubernatorial candidates, I believe, in Florida history, really. Uh, if you take a look at what happened yesterday in the primary, the Republican side, uh, Ron DeSantis tapped into the passion of his base. And on the Democratic side, Andrew Gillum tapped into the passion of the Democratic base. And it sets up a clear clash for November uh, in which there will be a stark contrast. I expect it to be negative. Um, I did predict yesterday they would wait 24 hours and then go negative. So it may be happening a little sooner than I expected. <laughs> but I certainly expect that this will be negative. Andrew Gillum did benefit in some ways. He was in fourth place two weeks ago, sort of a stunning uh, what accomplishment on his part. And when they went negative at the top with, with Gwen Graham, and Mayor Levine and Jeff Green. He was not in the line of fire, so he benefited from not being on the receiving end of those negative ads. But those days are behind us. You can expect Ron DeSantis to be on the receiving end of negative campaigning, and you can expect to see Mayor Gillum on the receiving end of some negative campaigning. When did Gillum catch fire? I think really within the last two weeks. If you go back to look at some of the polling, at the time of their forum of all five candidates at Jacksonville University on August 9th, the polling at that time put Gillum in fourth place, uh, 10 points behind Gwen Graham. In the next week or so, the polling consistently showed him in fourth place, even at the beginning of early voting on August 13th. And polls as much as last week showed him in fourth place and 10 points behind Gwen Graham. However, in the last several days, you could see a shift in the momentum. You could see that he was rising. And what the polls don't measure is passion. And Andrew Gillum tapped into the passion of the Democratic base, just as the poll on the Republican side showed a much wider win for DeSantis than what people were expecting, because, again, I don't think the polls captured passion. So the answer to your question, Rich, is I think in the last week to 10 days, Andrew Gillum caught fire. He also got some funding, some outside funding. He went on television. He was not on the receiving end of those negative ads. And by the way, he is a charismatic, articulate candidate. And he, especially with young people, he taps into the with those millennials. 
it was a stunning victory for Andrew Gillum. From Andrew, uh, from uh, Andrew Gillum's campaign to the Ron DeSantis campaign, what do you see as some of the top issues beyond the attacks that will happen within a campaign, and they happen? What are the issues as you see DeSantis kind of painting a picture based on eight years of Republican rule in the governor's race, and actually more than that, of course, going back to Jeb Bush and uh, Charlie Crist and others, uh, but uh, specifically with some of the momentum that Florida may have under the Scott administration? Well, I think you'll see a sharp contrast. In, in many ways, it'll be Florida issues, of course, but this will be sort of the Trump surrogate in Ron DeSantis and the Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren surrogate in Andrew Gillum. And I expect each camp to portray the other as extreme. Uh, Andrew Gillum, of course, has not been shy about staking out that progressive part of the campaign. He was by far to the left in the Democratic field. He was the only one in favor of a single-payer system. He said we should abolish ICE, advocate for a $15 an hour minimum wage. He also was, he talks about the impeachment of Donald Trump, and he obviously taps into the base. Those things are great for the primary, but you can certainly expect that Ron DeSantis will be pointing to his, for example, the increase in corporate taxes. So we expect that contrast. For Ron DeSantis, he warmly embraced, fully embraced the Trump endorsement. That played well in the primary. I expect that Andrew Gillum will be using that for the general election. So the things that work for each side well in the primary may not be necessarily the same thing that you want to emphasize going to the general, but each of them I think will stay true to who they are, but they've got to have that more welcoming message, and you saw Andrew Gillum doing some of that last night, a more welcoming message to come join his team, and I think you're going to have to see Ron DeSantis do something very similar. Just ahead, as our special in-depth coverage of You Decide 2018 continues the role that discipline is going to play in the race for U.S. Senate in Rick Scott's bid to unseat the incumbent Democrat Bill Nelson. At 844, weather and triple team. And as team coverage continues with our political analyst Rick Mullaney from JU Public Policy Institute, it is game on in the Florida Senate now with Rick Scott looking to unseat Bill Nelson. And, you know, Rick, we've been seeing a lot from Rick Scott. He did have a challenger, but it wasn't much of a challenge, clearly, in the primary. But he got on TV out there in the community earlier. He certainly has the ability to use uh, daily news coverage to his advantage since he is the sitting governor. Um, Does he have an advantage going into the general now against the incumbent Bill Nelson from your early read 10 weeks out? Well, Well, clearly, he's been running a very disciplined campaign. If you look back over the last 18 months, uh, he has, and this has traditionally been the approach for Governor Scott, very disciplined, on message, well-funded. That has served him well up till now, but I do think Senator Nelson has been waiting to get these primaries behind him. He has been raising some money himself. He's made a significant media buy. So anybody who thinks that Senator Nelson isn't going to be vigorous, they'd be mistaken. I expect Senator Nelson to come on very strong with a very vigorous campaign. This will be very, very competitive between two very heavyweight candidates. And I think the eyes of the nation will be turning to Florida. This may be the most significant U.S. Senate race in the country. Well, it could be one that Republicans look to turn, obviously, and for Democrats to uh, at least hold serve in some of the vulnerable uh, seats. And if Democrats were to uh, overtake Republicans for the U.S. Senate, that, that obviously supports what you just said. Is there a Trump impact in this race as it is, say, in the governor's race with the president's backing of Ron DeSantis so vocally? I actually believe the Trump effect will be more pronounced in the governor's race, in part because of his very vocal support and endorsement of Ron DeSantis. And I think he has a vested interest in Ron DeSantis. And Ron DeSantis, of course, has embraced that. In the Senate race, make no mistake about it, Governor Scott has a good and strong relationship with the president. But I doubt that Governor Scott will be seeking the same kinds of rallies from the president uh, that DeSantis has so far. So I do see a distinction between the two. However, This will be a turnout election in the governor's race, and that turnout could also affect the U.S. Senate. 
So look at the interplay between the two as to who is turning out. On the Democratic side, they want to turn out millennials. They want to turn out the African-American vote, want to turn out Hispanics. And on the Republican side, they've got to turn out their base, that energized base. So there's sort of an interplay between the two. But I think Donald Trump looms very, very large in both races, but particularly in the governor's race. Does Bill Nelson draft off of some of the momentum and the energy and passion behind Andrew Gillum's race for governor by chance? I think the short answer to that is yes. Um, I do think that the constituent group that will be supporting Mayor Gillum is also the group that is part of the base for Senator Nelson. Uh, That particularly relates to the African-American vote in which Mayor Gillum gets a very high percentage of that vote. He will actually encourage turnout and will probably see a likely increase in turnout there. That will work to the benefit of, of Senator Nelson. I do think on the one hand, Mayor Gillum's choice is energizing, um, but on the other hand, polarizing. And the same on the Republican side. Uh, Ron DeSantis is energizing for the base, but also polarizing. Yesterday's outcome certainly reflects the polarization that you see nationally and the polarization in Florida, in which in this primary, each respective party went to their corner and went to the party to the furthest extreme, both on the Republican side and on the Democratic side. The traditional establishment candidates, Adam Putnam on the one side, Gwen Graham on the other, very disciplined, traditional, well-funded, big organizations, but they didn't succeed yesterday. Rick, appreciate the insight as always. Uh, JU Public Policy Institute uh, Director uh, Rick uh, uh, Mullaney, WOKV political analyst. Buckle up, 10 weeks from today, we'll hopefully know the outcome of the 2018 midterm election. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.